is the thing that's holding you back from making money in your marketing your mindset. Money mindset is such a problem for so many business owners and particularly women in business, which is why I'm really excited about having Natalie Coombe, the pricing specialist for women in business here on our podcast today. She was back on episode six. Go check it out. It's a great episode. And I asked her to come back for episode 100 to talk to us about money mindset. A few fall into the trap of working more, but never seeing growth or paying everyone else, but no yourself or just forgetting that it's okay to make money from a business that you own and run, this is the episode for you. We're going to talk about how to modify and change your mindset, why it's so hard to shift our thinking and why we need to shake off those barriers that our generational beliefs can be held around making money and feeling good about it, especially as a woman. This is a must listen to and I would love you to come and listen to this podcast with me. I'm your host, Rachel Claver, and if you've got questions coming out of this podcast, come along to the Facebook group and ask them in there. Map It Marketing on Facebook for those questions. Let's get started with Natalie. Welcome. This is Map It Marketing, and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. Hello and welcome to episode 100 of Mavit Marketing. Honestly, as an ADHD business owner, how did I even get to 100? I do not know. <laughs> that obviously shows this is a passion for mine. And I'm super excited because this is the first time I think I'm having my first repeat guest. Mm. Um, Natalie Coombe was on episode five and her podcast is the highest, um, most listened to podcast as a guest on my podcast out of the out of the 99 episodes. So I begged her to come back. Um, I basically pulled her kicking and screaming to see you. No, no, she, she's great. Um, but she's going to come and talk to us and we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, Natalie is the most incredible pricing expert and she does do some work with, with e-commerce, but it's mainly service-based businesses. Um, and she's like the total star in helping people see how they can have a profitable business that doesn't wear them down and make them feel like they have no life um, and so we're going to talk about money mindset because it's a problem I get with my clients all the time um, those of you that are listening that are clients will know that this is all about you that I chose this for you you're going to feel very targeted and triggered and you should now you should and if you need to you might need to talk to Natalie as well but Natalie do you want to just briefly introduce yourself um, and what you do yeah I'd love to and and thank you for for Getting me kicking and screaming onto the podcast. <laughs> I didn't have to try that hard. No, 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 I didn't. It was great. I was, I was, pretty, I was so jumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty much it. But it was cool. It was super cool. Yeah. No, well, uh, I am Natalie, Natalie Coombe, and I help predominantly women in business to nail their pricing and their profit so they can create a lifestyle that they love and have a business that supports and funds that lifestyle because um, that's kind of why we're in business in the first place. Exactly, exactly. And it's interesting because I know that you've worked with, because she said it, She's. Um, I don't know if she's physically said a post about it, but she said it on a post on LinkedIn. You worked with Sheree 
Marie from Digital Picnic, who I have like a massive um, mutual marketing agency crush. Like she's yeah. got like a really big successful agency in, in Australia. Yeah. And yeah. I, what I love is that your system works with a solopreneur who's like going, I've been freelancing. I think that I'm not what I'm doing. I'm not too sure how I'm going to do it. And you give them the tools to do that. But you can also work with someone like Cherie who's yeah. built this incredible business built on complete passion, has so well known and so regarded, but still needed to have that help in terms of paying herself and valuing herself. Yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. The, 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 this is a really interesting thing. The, hmm, the method and the process for having a profitable service-based business is the same, whether it's a single solopreneur, sole trader versus uh, a company of 20, 30, 50 plus people mm. um, turning over multi-millions, like the principles of being profitable are the same. And I love that because it means if it's a formula that works across everything, that's a formula yeah. that works, right? hundred percent. I mean, I work with people across the entire service-based mm. spectrum and it's the same thing. And it's you know, the same you thing. get the same result from applying the same the same principles and that's um really empowering and really um yeah it's it's amazing to I, I feel so privileged to to work with people in so many industries and I talk to them about you know what they're doing and uh go yeah this you need this this will this will solve your your challenge and in fact I had one woman I'll tell a story I had this one woman who every time I launched um now you're pricing I only run it a couple times a year she would getting a call or she would email me and she's like will it work for me will it work for me and she had an embroidery business and I'm like I'm not convinced it it, it will do exactly what you need because you have so much cost of sale yeah. so I would say no because I don't I'm not gonna take her money yeah, I'm like that too I'll say no not right fit and then about two years I think I'd run it maybe three times on the fourth time she didn't even ask me she just signed up <laughs> I, I love it. Email. She has signed up. I'm like, all right, good on you. She was convinced it would yeah. work. And within 12 months of doing the work, she had bought the first lifestyle property. She paid off all her That's debt. She's paying herself weekly for the lifestyle property. And you're like, damn, lady, you knew it. <laughs> so I, there's a couple of things here. So the first one um, I want to say is that one of the things I really like about your work, because there are lots of people who when they work with someone who's a coach who works with a lot of service-based people, one of the easiest things that we can do, because it's I see the same with marketing strategists and with business coaches, is it's very easy to say to this person who's working in a service-based thing, doing something like that, oh, the quickest way for you to get more profit and to have a profitable business is to become a coach. Right. You don't do that. No, I know you don't do that because one of my <laughs> clients has worked with you and I'm not going to say who it is, but she's she is not a coach. She just wants to be doing the doing and yet you still could work with her to work out her profitable hourly rate, how she's doing that. And now we're working on positioning and how to make yeah. that's the stuff we're working on. But the thing is, she knows that that is the rate she needs to be charging. And you know why she's got a problem is that when I asked her, because I said, what hourly rate are you using? And she said, well, Natalie Coombe told me this amount. And I said, cool. But I just looked at all your offerings and it looks like what you're offering is like about 35% of that. And she said, oh yeah, because of that. And so I was like, well, we're going to have to find a way to do that. So that's what we're doing. But she's kind of slid in, like she's gone, oh, you know, but she knows that that's the amount. 
That's right. That's she's right. not and, changing her model. And that's what I love about you. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's a really empowering and encouraging thing is um, almost you can be profitable with almost any service-based business. And it doesn't have to be, uh, oh, you now suddenly have to start selling courses. It's like, no, mm. do the thing you do really well yeah. already, but make it profitable. Yeah. Then when it's profitable and you're getting those funds coming in and you've got this buffer in your bank account that keeps going up every month and you're like, oh my God, there's money now. Then if you want to go explore another type of offering yeah. or don't get me started on passive income, because oh. um, there's what nothing passive, passive about passive income. There's a income. lot of work, that passive income. So <laughs> much work in passive income. Anyway, uh, if you get the stuff you do already that you're already well known for that you could do in your sleep mm -hmm. and you rejig it so it's profitable for you to deliver and you're not having to work so many hours and you do more of that, then you have options and you yeah, have funds yeah. to support those options. But I know a lot of people I talk to, they're like, I'm not making enough money. I need to do something different. You're like, no, you don't need to do something different. You need to do what you do profitably. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think the other thing in this, and this does relate to the mindset thing, is that, you know, like, I don't want to pick on Sheree, but she was like, you know, I had a, t a big team at one point and I remember talking to someone else. It was a male um, male business owner. And we were talking later on the Friday night and he was he was saying, you know, oh, my, all my team have gone home. And I was like, yeah, mine too. And then he was like, so we've both sought work. And I was like, yes, we are. And then he goes... <laughs> Um, and are you getting paid as much as anyone on your team? I said, no. And he said, neither am I. And I was like, this is weird mindset shift in yeah, business huge. owners. Yep. Where we somehow think that we don't deserve to get paid, but we came in to get paid. Like we all start yep. the business to earn money for ourselves. And then something happens and we, yeah. and it stops. Yeah. And I and don't, think, yeah. Yeah. I, and, and, and you're, you're a hundred percent, right and not alone like it is yeah. one of the most common scenarios as you grow your team and you take yeah. on staff that you end up being coming not necessarily the lowest but one of the lower paid members yeah. of, of your team and um I think one of the shifts that happens that to make that happen is we take on the responsibility of paying other people yeah. and so when we take on staff we then go, we must make sure we pay them first. And we are secondary to that. Yeah. And, and that's the that's the burden that small business owners who have teams carry. And, and I grew up in a small family business. That, that's I've been doing business since I was like eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so our Sunday night family dinners were about staff retention and client issues and profit margin. And so yeah. I remember at that time, seeing the weight of responsibility mm. of creating and managing um, and continuing a business that paid other people yeah. um, and the, the weight of that responsibility. And I went, I ain't never running my own business. <laughs> yeah. My kids have definitely done that. And I mean, they've seen the other side now yeah. of us having, you know, and they, and what we do with our girls, um, we employ all of our girls in some, some shape or form. And um, the two that have worked with us, you know, in an almost full-time capacity, mm. um, they're contractors. And we haven't done that because we don't trust them. Uh, we can't no. trust them. We've got the regular, they, they get treated like employees, but they yes. just, we do them. But the reason we do it is to teach them 
that whole thing around making sure you've got money for yourself. Have you got money put aside for this? Have you got this? And teaching them that process of what it's like to be an independent business owner. Because yeah. I think that's a gift we can give them of like looking at it and, and actually seeing for them, do they want to do it? What, yeah. How can they do that? Can they go in? Are they a salesperson? Are they going to have to find a contract within a company if they were a contractor? I really like that I've, I've taught them that stuff. Um, that's amazing. That's, yeah, it's been that's cool. A, I love it. It's huge. It's such a life skill. And I think uh, one of the challenges, and I know a lot of the women in business that I work with, you know, we're not, as we grow up, we're not encouraged to be in, uh, curious about finances. Yes. We're not, we're not encouraged to know what the family budget is, mm. you know, and how we're managing the budget. It's like, no, no, that's not none of your business. Yeah. Um, and so then we come turn into business owners and we're like, oh, it's none of our business. Yeah. <laughs> and it can't be hundred percent your business now. <laughs> yes, it's your business. I am we've been watching Mad Men and Oh my, oh my gosh, yeah. It's been, I'm re-watching, it's Rod's first time and he doesn't go, what? Like there'll be a thing like, you know, the executive bank account where all your things get sent to the office so the wife doesn't need to know what you're spending your money on. And I'm just like, thank goodness things have changed. But in lots of ways, things haven't changed a lot. You know, yeah. like, you know, often if you've got like set responsibilities or things like that, you cannot have a big overview of where the money is going. And yeah. you actually have to be proactive in those conversations if you're in a partnership, I think. Uh, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I think it's up to us. It's up to us as, as in this case, as women mm. um, to go, I have a right to know this information. Like this information yeah. is important to, to me and my loved ones. And I, you know, I have a number of clients who come and work with me because they're like, I need to earn enough to get a mortgage yes. because I want to, in this case, in their, some of their cases, I want to leave this marriage, yeah. but I can't support yeah. my family currently and you're like that's dire but uh that learning process to go what do I need to sustain and support my family and provide for them in abundance and and have a house for us and build a home what does that look like is such a growth journey for them to go on it's horrible that they have to but yeah. at the same time incredibly empowering when they take ownership for that do you think, so that's a good question. So one of the things I get my clients to do, because we, we're going to focus on the mindset thing. So when I have a client that's really stuck and when I'll say to them, you know, I was saying to you before, you know, I asked someone recently, what do you want as your goal, your your turnover goal or your actually your profit goal? And I'm like, profit, yep. I can't even think about that. I would just like my business to break even. And I'm like, um, so that's a warning thing. So I sent them away with homework and I said, I want you both um, to, to think about what do you want your life to look like? What does your life look like? Do you, are you going out for meals? How often are you working? Like what is it? And they, when they came back, they had actually found that even that process really, really difficult, which showed the brokenness of that, right. that thing. Do you think that sometimes we're scared to look at what's to be or what could be because we just scared we're not going to get there? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think, you know, often I, you know, I do the same process and yeah. say, right, what, what do you want to earn? What, 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 what? <laughs> You know, have you even given your yourself permission? What do they say? Do you find what? they often really undersell themselves? I normally don't get the right answer till the third question. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it's some people know. Some people are like yeah. I want this, and often they've come from perhaps higher paying corporate jobs. Yeah, like, I think I that's wanna... different. They that go is... match my corporate job, then they know right. that that's the value. They've got yeah. a number. Yeah, for those that perhaps haven't come through that path into business ownership, yeah. um. I think there is this fear for a lot of women and, 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 and 
business owners in general, yeah. where you go, if you were to put out what you really wanted into the universe, the universe would laugh in your face and go, you're freaking kidding. That's not happening. Yeah, I think it is. I think that that's true for lots of things. Like I know that, um, I've said this before on a podcast, but um, I, I've now said it to you, I haven't said it to you, but I had gastric sleeve surgery last year. And mm. the signing moment for that was I'd been talking about it and Rod, Rod and I out for lunch. And he said, you've been talking about it a lot. Do you want it? And I said, I don't want to put anyone out. Mm. And he went, well, that's a crappy reason not to have it. And I went, oh, I've got a really broken mindset around yeah. my own value. And it was a really interesting moment because I felt like I'd done a lot of work on that around money mindset and business, yeah. all this stuff. And I was like, and then I was like, damn that Natalie Coombe who said that business is the biggest self-development journey you'll ever have. I was like, she's so damn right, but this is also going to be one of them and it's going to be a big year. <laughs> but I do think that there is this thing where you almost feel like if you say it, that there's a fear that something out in the universe is going, oh, is that what you want? Well, I'm just going to come and stomp on that idea and you're never going to get it. Yeah, and I, I it, it's just weird. It is a weird when you stop and think about it, which often yeah. happens with these mindset things. When you say them out loud, you're like, sorry, we think what? Yeah. Um, but no, I do think there is that fear. The, the irony, and you and I were talking a bit about this before, the irony is when you give yourself permission to get clear on what you would like, right? We're not going, I'm going to make this up and I'm amazing. I mean, you can yeah. do that too, but even just getting clear on, do you know what I would like? I would like to not work Fridays. Yes. I would like to earn X amount per week or per month. Yeah. Um, I'd like to not work the evenings. Just getting clear in your mind, maybe writing it down, whatever works for you. Suddenly your conscious mind goes, oh, is that what we're heading towards? And you will identify opportunities to yep. make it happen. Yes. But when you bury what you want in the background, your your conscious mind's got none to work with. It's going, well, we'll just take everything, you know? Yeah. I, and then you can end up in a situation where either one of kind of two things yeah. happens. One, nothing happens. Yeah. You just, you don't move forward at all. You stay in this grind. Nothing really materializes. Um and you don't earn anything and da da da. Yeah, or the second thing, yeah, yeah. You, you get stuck on a treadmill. Well, the second thing happens, which is you're you become more successful and your business will take over your life. Yeah. Right? Because you haven't set, you haven't been intentional about creating a business that supports and funds your lifestyle. And so instead we hustle and grind, we get more work, we say yes to more clients, we get near burnout, but hey, we're making 10K months. Woohoo! Um, and it takes over your life. So it's really important. And like, there's one action anyone wants to take from this is to give yourself permission to ask, what would I like? I think what you, what would you like is so important. Like I know, cause we were talking before, you know, that Rod and I, we're going to relocate and we're not going to have kids next year. I mean, we're still going to have kids, but they're not going to yeah. be. There's a different stage. Um, but we talked we talk a lot about what does our life look like? And it's like, you know, how much work do we want to be doing? What are the things we want to be doing? How do we want to do things? Are we going to work four days a week? We're even going, well, actually, it probably won't be four days, it'll probably be, you know, um three uh three full days and two half days, or yeah. we're being really specific about what it looks. We don't want to work weekends, we don't want to work nights. How does this look? How much travel do we want to be doing? Um, all those questions, we're really specific. And then what happens to your brain is you go, huh, actually, the way that I my offer of what I'm currently doing that's part of the business 
when I do that and the team we've got, we're not going to quite hit being able to do that because we've got this tie in here. And then your brain starts to go, oh, if I rechange this and jig this around or adapted this, and it, and to be honest, we did this and it didn't involve a price increase. It just changed yeah. the way we did things. Yeah. And I love it. And we're heading towards that because I have that. We're getting that life now before we even move. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and that's it. The brain that's does it. it. Yeah. And, and there are, obviously there are extra things you can do to yeah. make it more um, predictable that those get more predictable to get those results. Yeah. Um, and that's a lot of what, what, you know, I work with my yeah, clients. You do that with, that's the stuff you do, magic on. stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, that's right. It's the, here are the tools and the steps. And the, yeah. yeah. All <laughs> the ability to make it happen. Like we're talking yeah. airy fairy here and you, you do, you need, you know, if you've got, if you don't know how to make those changes or what that price should be, that's when they need to work with you. Yeah. But that mindset thing, anyone can sit there and cool. do that. Imagining. Really yeah. Exciting part is, and you know, one of the things I love about this conversation is, that just doing something as simple, but perhaps challenging and confronting as asking yourself, what would I like? Um, what would I like to happen? And gives your mind the ability to go, oh, that's what we're heading towards. The other step that, that you can add in, which will make it even more powerful is to go, what is one thing mm. I could change or do or ask for help? one thing yeah that will get me closer to that goal and make I it saw you say goal. this by the way I saw you say this on a post you said the other day and I really I really liked this um you said I, I was surprised by the post actually because I was reading it and reading it, and then I was like oh I don't know if I like the last sentence um because it triggered me it always triggers me which was like so I want you to ask for help this week and I was like oh get stuff Natalie um <laughs> But I'll tell you why. I I have had to learn to ask for help. And yeah. when I was a single parent and I had three kids, um, I decided that I was going to find this leather lounge suite on, um, it was $150, so it's a steel pink leather lounge suite couch. Amazing. <laughs> Italy. And I bought this really expensive red chair for a dollar from the same purse. Amazing, like the big red chair. And um, we I went and got it, put it on the trailer, and then I wanted to bring it into the house. And I had people offering me, and I was like, I can do this myself. And I literally spent three days throwing temper tantrums, wanting to be able to do it myself. I'd try and pull it in, couldn't do it. The kids were too little to pick anything up. I'd go and cry on the bed, and then I'd try the next day. And then I went, oh, this is ridiculous. Put a note on Facebook, ask for help. Within 35 minutes, everything was in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good learning. That is a Yeah, that was the point where I realized that asking for help is not a bad thing. It, it is and, and this is, <laughs> no, 100% it's but it's also really interesting and, and um well there is a, a a social social media woman who I've temporarily forgotten her name. She she <laughs> did a, a a post about this and I want to give her her credit so yeah. I will try and try and find her name. But she was talking about, in, in terms of how we raise our, our children, um, w there's a phrase that we use that is incredibly disempowering, which is, oh, look, you did it all by yourself. Oh, well done. You didn't need anybody's help. That's interesting, eh? It was, you know, and as a single mom of a yeah. six-year-old girl, you know, six-year-old girl, I, I'm like, sugar, I need to be really careful with my language because we are more powerful when we work together. Mm. Like you and I know this. We yeah. know this it's from true. experience. It's very true. We, we achieve so much more when we work together than when yeah. we work alone. And yet we are raised to yeah. 
uh, value being successful on yeah, her. so true. And 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 raised to say, if you need to ask for help, you have failed. I think that's so true. And for women too, there's this often pressure where you are aware that people might be looking at and going, oh, that's that little side business or, oh, you're working from home. So I'll come over for lunch, you know? And so I think there's this thing where I don't want to, you don't want to show weakness. Yes. You know, I want to show that maybe you made the wrong decision. Yeah. Not as good as you thought you were. The little business you were doing, you know, all of that little self-sabotage language that, that to be honest, isn't our fault that we have those messages in our head because we've been given those messages from society, from family, from people around us. And so um, it's, it's rewiring that narrative to go, I can achieve more with support. You can. I, I think that's something I have really learned, really learned. It took me a while to find my tribe because I am a little bit weird and I've got ADHD and I didn't realize that was what was pissing everyone off. Um, you know, and good now I know, so I can make allowances for it. Um, but I I am um, I took a long time and I have really loved building relationships with other people in my in my industry, but also with other people and having people that you can actually ask for help and it, it, it is an amazing thing because actually you don't have to know everything in your business and, and finding help is such a good thing. Uh, it, it, it's critical. Yeah. That, that's, the, that's the irony of the situation. When we yeah. sit in a we must somehow be experts at absolutely everything and we can't ask for help. We can't admit that perhaps we didn't know, even though everyone knows you don't know everything and that's really normal and it's healthy for you to not know everything. Um we don't achieve our goals you know yeah, and you can't it's, yeah it's, it's, it's hard work it's longer times as well it, yeah it, it so takes longer to ask for help yeah yeah and this is you know just in terms of mindset um it's really interesting for me so again single mom mm. um <laughs> that seemed like a good idea like I was a single mom by choice like I chose to be <laughs> yeah but at least, you did one. at least you did only one I mean like I had three I had one. three and when I moved to Auckland I was sitting in a cafe in Greylin and the girls know the story. They think it's hilarious. And someone came up and said, oh, they look so different. Are they all from different fathers? And I'm like, excuse me, you don't even know who I am. And no, they're not. Gosh, but none of yeah, I know. And none of the business. The girls think it's hilarious. Because... Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but it's hard work as a single mom and running a business. I ran a business as a single mom. It's tricky. It, yeah. it is. It's a real fine line. And I became a scrapper. What's that? I became a scrapper. That's what yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, I I'm like not in this fail. I've got to pay for stuff. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that's been a big learning for me, um, because I, you know, I, I left New Zealand um, yeah. in one of my late 20s, kind of my late 20s. Mm-hmm. I went to the UK and I lived there for over 10 years. So I basically all my 30s, um, when all my friends back here were, you know, already married, starting their their families and doing all that thing. I was off, you know, growing this amazing career, traveling the world, creating this amazing, um, predominantly single life. Um, and then decided uh, to become a single mom by choice and then moved back to New Zealand to, to raise my family. And so I really started very much from scratch when I when I came back, with the exception of, of my family who were here. Um, my networks were different networks. Um, my friends had moved on. And yeah. what was really interesting for me was, again, struggling to ask for help. Felt weird. It felt like a failure. And I didn't know who to ask. And in, in my life, I've gone, there are things I want. As a grown woman, there are things I want in my life. 
and as a single mother I need freaking help because you can't yeah you do yeah so I'm gonna pay for it that's what I did a lot of yeah right and so you know I'm like I don't do all of this by myself I have I have a housekeeper um I have a nanny now (laughs) they're amazing honestly she cooks dinner she she looks after my girl and I get more time with my daughter and it's less stressful and the house is tidy you know someone mows my lawn so for me it's like what do I want in my life how do I make that happen and not to be afraid to do this well I'm just going to hire that in Mm. you know um and I understand that is not financially feasible for many people. Okay, so I want to acknowledge that. But I I want to say, yes, it's not financially feasible, but it's choices. Like for me, I that stuff is the stuff I don't get a lot of enjoyment out of. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so (laughs) I would, when I first started outsourcing for my business, my first outsourcing was house stuff. Yes, right. I don't mind sitting there if I have to and doing a little VA job or something like that for a few hours a week. If I've got my house clean, which is the same period of time, because that few hours that the house cleaner takes to do it takes me eight hours because I hate it so much. I hate doing it. So I I think it's just some people enjoy cleaning. Like I like cooking. So I would never outsource cooking, but I know people who hate it. (laughs) That would be me. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I hate laundry. Uh, we we take our laundry to the laundry mat. It costs us 20 bucks a week. It comes back folded, dried, and sorted into our clothes. And we just pull it out, put it away. Done. And best 20 bucks I ever spent. <laughs> and I and I think coming back to I love that. I love all of that. And and I hundred percent support and validate yeah. it. Um I think coming back to mindset. Um, and you know, I obviously work with a lot, a lot of women in business and a lot of uh, support groups and you see women struggling to juggle all the balls. And when we yeah. stop and think about it, right, um, particularly for those of, of us who have children, mm-hmm. you're trying to either have a job or yeah. run a business. You're trying to look after a health things. And do it's all, all things. work. Yeah, it's all work. Yeah. And then you're trying to raise kids. Those are three close to full-time jobs you are trying to yes. do at once. Yes with yes. very little support yes it doesn't, yes. Work. it doesn't work and this was the light bulb for me I think only two years ago um where I suddenly went hang on a minute what if I put the value of my business and my parenting and my home stuff all yep. on the equal page yeah and then from that went well I'm only going to do all of that stuff in a nine to five hourly thing what would I have to change what things would I have to change to make that happen to make it and also have some time for me you know and so I so that so what now if I'm work if I'm cooking dinner that night I leave the office early to give myself a bit of space in between instead of coming home to the and then having to cook dinner and then starting straight away both Mm. work and it's just this headspace of going both of those things are valuable why am I devaluing my own energy and my own space to do and this mindset changed the model of the business like it changed because I was like no longer prepared to go oh that's not not counted as work it's just a, it's it's still work it's 100 percent, and it's still your time it's still my time and my time is limited I'm 51 so I yeah. have to make the most of every moment of my time <laughs> we, yeah we all do we all do but no 100 yeah. percent, right we uh, as you get older, you become more aware of yes. how precious time is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I want to uh, so with the girl. I want to enjoy that time when I've got, you know. So to have that time, I think when they're younger and when they're teens, it's the time you really go. I really want to have that time with them. And if I'm too busy with work, I can't do that. 
Yeah, too busy with work, too busy with keeping the house tidy, too yeah. busy with doing all all of these things. And I think as as women, again, we have we've been put labels on us that to be successful as a woman, you need to be a domestic goddess. You need to be on top of everything in the house, and you need to do it all yourself. And I think it's not possible. We're set up to fail. So society sets women up to fail, and we need to be the ones, unfortunately, that go. I want I want to swear stuff this stuff. No, no swear, I don't mind. We can pass the swear barrier on here. Fuck this shit. Yeah, fuck this shit is good. Yeah. And and go, no, we are not accepting those labels and those expectations that are setting us up to fail. And choose the stuff that you enjoy, that you're good at. Prioritize those and find other ways. It doesn't have to be paying somebody. It no. can be negotiating with your family that this is household chores. They're not my chores, they're household chores. Yeah. I'm doing these ones. Who's doing the others? I like um, that. Yeah. yeah. I think, and and yeah. just letting go of that expectation. It's hard again, mindset. Yeah. That we are successful when we do everything by ourselves. Yeah. And you can get help from things like I got, I get HelloFresh now. And the reason I get HelloFresh oh, yeah. is that because my biggest issue was people deciding what they liked and didn't like and, and then yeah. say what's for dinner. So by getting that, it's already decided it turns up and I just have to cook it. So that whole removing, you know, what mm-hmm. be Weaver talks about around that emotional load, that the mother load of having to have mother that load. gone. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and so I think that's part of this mindset thing is often as women in business, we can't get the mindset because our mind is so crowded yes. with juggling all the jobs. That's right. And and it's really interesting. People might be going, your business, why are you talking about HelloFresh? Why are you talking about who's doing the laundry? Yeah. We can't take that out of, of our responsibilities or out of the issue as a woman in business. And so it's about, um, you know, for a lot of the, the women that I work with, we go through this process and it's like, well, what do you need to be successful? Well, I'd like I to not do the, you know, the cleaning or the whatever, let budget for it. I love but- it. I have worked with people who have like for a start come to me and gone, I'm starting to work with you now because I worked with Natalie and I put you in my budget 10 months ago, and I got you, which is awesome. Yeah. But I also love it when they go, oh, yes, and I've got such and such because I put a budget in it. And I think that that is key. You know, it's one of the things I say is, you know, don't jump into getting a VA, you know, budget for it first, put the money away for three months. And when you've got it, you know, and I think that that budget, understanding that you can budget is so empowering because it feels so good when you go, I know I can afford this and I did this for me. Correct. Correct. And I think that's one of the, um, I guess, kind of privileges we have. Uh, when we do it right, uh, doesn't happen by default. But when we have, uh, when we're in a position to run our own business, mm. we are in a position to 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 craft that business to yes. support and fund the lifestyle that we want. Mm. Um, and but we need to be intentional about it. Number one, we need to know what we want. <laughs> what would be like? <laughs> and then we need to take action to make it happen. Now, some of those things aren't monetary. Yeah. They're, they're boundaries, they're, they're mindset, they're conversations. But others involve paying or investing yeah. in someone or something. And we have that ability to, to craft that. You know, one of the things I really encourage a lot of my clients um, to do, particularly if they have uh, school-age kids, particularly young kids, is budget for school holiday programs, mm. budget for after school care, budget for daycare. Now that's not to say farm off your children, right? 
No, but it's, but it's just making it possible. Yeah. Yeah. Don't stress yourself out feeling like you are failing at both being a business owner and a mother because you're trying to do two things at once that don't match. So, and then they feel like, well, it costs too much to do holiday programs. No, it doesn't. You will make way more money than the cost of a holiday program if you spend that time running and growing your business as opposed to stressing out. Yeah. Um, so it's it's about kind of recognizing that making these investments and planning for the budget for them so the business has the money to fund them. Um, it can be life-changing, can be so uh, empowering. And, you know, I, I know just last night, I did a post about it. I uh, I'd finished work. Uh, my nanny was here and it was quarter past five. We had sunshine for like the first time in what felt like a year. Good. Um, my dog was jumping all over the place. And I'm like, I'm going to go take the dog for a walk. How nice is that? Because that's something that you can't do as a single mom normally. Yeah. I'm like, this is the first time I think I've done this in six years. I know. Isn't it amazing? And it was, it was this, and I'm like, I am taking my dog for a walk at quarter past five. My girl is chilling out on the couch at home and somebody, my nanny is cooking me dinner after doing the laundry and cleaning the house. How amazing is that? And you're like, I've done it. (laughs) And I think I love that because I think that is what women forget that they can have something like that. Even if it's not a nanny, it's also getting your husband or your partner to help. Absolutely. Like, you know, if I had one of those, they would be doing the work. Also with women, like I am the worst at this. Rod will say, oh, I'll take, you know, Emily to school. or I'll, you know, I'll cook dinner. I'll be like, oh, no, no, I can do it. He's like, don't. You know, and I'm lucky he fights me on it. But we are our own worst enemies quite often. Yeah. And even accepting the offer of help yeah. as well. Um, I do have one last question. I know we could talk yeah. for hours, but we talked about how you said with the mindset thing around, you know, with pricing and stuff. And you do, you work a lot with people who've come out of corporate or have an idea of what their value is. But what about those people who've always worked like in a minimum wage job or may have been out of the workforce for a long time and have lost a lot of confidence? Yeah. What do you do? What would you suggest to those people who can't even imagine a life beyond a twenty hour, twenty hour, twenty dollars an hour job? Mm. How would they shift their mindset? Like, is there things that you would suggest that they could do? Yeah, there's so there's a there's a couple. I mean, I'm always really practical, um, and yeah. so part for me is do a family budget. That's a good idea, you know. And 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 is it mindset? Mm, it, it changes your mindset. Yeah, but when you see the money, it when, you, when you see the yeah. money, right? And and include, um, you know, and, and for a lot of my clients, when I um, one of the, the first things we do is we do vision work, um, uh, and what do you, how do you want to be living? How do you want to be working? And literally, we do a whole page on salary, like what do you want to be earning? Yeah. Um, and there are three boxes, mm. right? What is the minimum you need to be bringing in mm. every week or every month to pay your bills? Yeah. And be okay. That's we kind of it's the keeping the lights on. What's the keeping yeah. the lights on? The mortgage right? payments and the food and right, the mortgage, the the yeah. school fees, the the groceries, yeah. the gas, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there are links to budgets that mm. they can use to to fill it's it out. To, good, yeah. Yeah, to make it easy, right? And then the next question is now, what would you like to earn? Yeah. But you're basing what you'd like to earn off the back of the minimum. Minimum. Money. 
And then when we do pricing, we've got some numbers to play with, because for me, it's always really important that the outcome we get to, whether it's an hourly rate or whether it is package pricing, whatever it is, it feels doable. Mm. And if you've gone, if you're starting from a position of not even really paying yourself, just maybe taking some money out here and there and struggling, you know, we want to make that shift, that first Mm -hmm. transition to be, I'm paying myself consistently every week or every month. We want to make that as easy as possible. So you succeed at it. And sometimes that means just paying the minimum. Yeah. Because once you have that in place, it's so much easier to then take the step to going, but now I want to pay myself this. Yeah. And, And so I think I would say for a lot of people who are like, I can't even picture it. It's like, well, just let's just start with, What's the minimum? And now maybe add in some extra stuff. Maybe you want HelloFresh. Okay, so what yes. would that look like to be able to yeah. afford it? You know, maybe um, you'd like to be able to go on a day trip. What would that look like? Maybe you'd like to be able to buy brand new clothing as opposed to secondhand clothing. What would that look like? So just explore, allow yourself, give yourself permission to explore some of the, what would I like? understand what that would look like financially I like that and make some plans because I think it is just getting off the fear of I don't deserve this or that's not something I can have or removing that but it's actually starting with that really practical thing of well actually what do we actually need what do we actually need need is a good thing for our brain right like as you know what your brain needs what you need it helps you fix it whereas once can be easier for us to what that's right again we're we're wired to to not value our wants um we're valued to wire other people's wants and needs above our wants as as our needs don't you i need to get yeah Yeah. um 100 so as you say we start with the basics what we need and for some people just making that happen will be a huge shift then we go what would we want or maybe what would our fam what would we want for our family you know let's add that in because again it's about other people and so sometimes that makes it easier to start that shit is this is the order this is sounding very familiar to a lot of my clients like (laughs) okay conversation I have had with I'm like this sounds very familiar to me what they say yeah 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 so it's um you know and and then we do there there is a whole lot of um unpacking of of generational narrative around wealth um the negativity around making money profits um it's selfish greedy um you know not possible all of those stories and sometimes they're 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 generational stories um that we have to expose and unpack and challenge and that takes time and that can be very confronting but um those are journeys that if we want a different life, perhaps than what our parents had or our grandparents had, it means we have to do things differently. And sometimes we have to think differently. And so I would just say for people, if that's you, don't be afraid of going on that journey. Don't be afraid of perhaps challenging some of the stories that you've been been told or the role models that you've had. It is possible to have a different life if that is what you want it's possible to have the life that um other people told you wasn't possible because they can't they tell you it's not possible because they don't have a frame of reference for it correct 
Correct. And, yeah. Just find people who have a frame of. You got to hang out with. You got to hang out with other people yeah. who have done it or are doing it. You can't hang out with people who don't understand it. And you, if you've got people around you in your family dynamic, who are going, oh, you should just get a job, or you should just go and work at Countdown, or you should do whatever. Then you, I know Countdown is also a job, by the way. Don't come at me. Yeah, that. sorry, nothing wrong with yeah. that. <laughs> I once said something like, well, you may as well just work at Countdown. And someone was like, how do you? I was like, I know, Countdown's a cool thing. I like it all yeah, my- yeah, that's right. I'm and and as we've discovered, those are the jobs that keep society functioning. Yes, they are. And sometimes it's very useful, very, very useful to have a job at Countdown or have someone in your family who's got a job at Countdown. So I'm not, but what, I, but what I'm trying to say is, I think and if they have, yeah, if you've got only that around you, you have to find a new group of people to hang out with, to hear voices from, because you have to have people that are ahead of you, that are alongside of you. Yeah, and if everyone else is in a different space, you you can't, that is where it becomes really hard to shift your mindset. 100%. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it or got it around you, you need to find, as you've said, you need to find those people yeah. who are a little bit further ahead so you can see a pathway there. Yes. And those who are going through it together, so you have that that understanding yes. you're not alone. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really, really important. And that's what I've really learned from having a coach and being a coach. And I know this is the same for you, is that that is why people choose us often as well, is that sometimes it's just really great to have someone who you might have to pay to be that person, um, but is going to coach you because that's the thing that can push you through. Yeah. Um, if someone else has already walked that journey, you get it, get it from free people too. We're not telling you you have to pay money, but, but, but there are times I know like for TikTok, I've got a TikTok coach and I got them because I did everything I could by learning around with the people around me that I could. And I got to the point where I couldn't go any further. I had to pay for someone else to help yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and, and that's the real, and I love what you're saying there is you, you, you did the free version. Yeah. So Do the, the free, free first. Version. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. And it moves you forward yes. until you get to a point where the, the free version is the bit that's holding you back. Yeah. Then it's worth investing. Yeah, I agree with you. I 100%. So this is a great segue. I was told in my previous podcast this morning that I'm really good at segues. So I laid it up really well. Um, Natalie, if people want to get hold of you, um, who've gone, okay, one, I think I need to work with Natalie on my mindset, but I really need to work with her on my hourly rates and getting the stuff right. And those budget spreadsheets, are they spreadsheets or spreadsheets? Yeah, they're spreadsheets. They're amazing. They don't look like spreadsheets, they do. They, they don't look like no. spreadsheets. They're no. tricky. They're tricky. They're like secret, <laughs> secret source spreadsheets that aren't, yeah. they don't look like I, them. They don't freak out. That's right. I just, I'm, I call visual designer. So uh, of, of systems and software. So I'm like, I want it to look super easy to use and, and, yeah amazing color coded yeah amazing so um but if they want to get hold of you where do they go uh so there you can follow me on instagram or um uh, facebook which is natalie coom online is my handle or come to my website uh nataliecoom.com um and if you feel like this is something i need there is a let's chat button um booking a time to chat and we can now um we might have missed your next launch for now your pricing but you do them a couple of times a year when is so this will probably come out in about six weeks time so when's your next one after that you're now your pricing yeah so um the kind of the queue Q2 really um, is end of April and the next one, so end of March, the next one will be in time for October. So, awesome. so they're kind of designed um, this, uh, the, the current intake that when we're, when we're doing this yes. um, is to get ready for the kind of 23, 24 year. Right. And then October one is really to get ready for 24. 
So what Natalie is saying is she's saying that if you put a budget aside for yourself, by October, you'll probably be ready to do now your pricing. A hundred percent. That is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I've been listening. Yes, you have. <laughs> no, that was awesome. Thank you. Pleasure as always. This was awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, my pleasure. This is important stuff to talk about. It so, is. Uh, so good. Thank, thank you. you the time. Wow. I love it when there's a guest for it. Neither of us want to get off because we want to keep on talking about the topic. And Natalie is so passionate and so knowledgeable about pricing. If you've been feeling a little bit like, oh my gosh, this is about me, do go and check out Natalie if you're a service-based business and you know you need some help. And otherwise, um, I would really recommend just taking time out to really dream big about where you want to go and see it. I use the dreams for our future to focus every day on where we're going and it helps me to make better decisions for our business and for our life. Remember, you don't have to be working 40 hours a week or more and your business to make it successful. There are ways around it that you don't have to do that as a business owner. And if you can get that mindset shift change, the whole world opens up for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next week, it's me. We're talking about media kits and how to get on podcasts like this one, um, or, or don't all use it for this one, but um, for podcasts, podcasts like this one or getting into media and what you could be doing to get noticed for events and conferences. And we're covering what goes into a media kit and how it's helped me create one of these. So I hope you enjoyed that. And remember to go and listen to episode six, uh, where Natalie Coombe also talked about money there too, because that was an amazing episode. I also use Natalie's information in my book, Be a Spider, Build a Web, um, as part of the pricing part of my book and quota in there. Um, it's really important for me to quote people when I use them instead of just stealing their information. Um, if I've got something specific, I always will do that. So go and have a read of that too um, or order the book and have a listen to it there. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.